Welcome to Arts Northwest. We're Gade Falchus Jock, Goody Arts Northwest. We broadcast from the Glens Arts Centre in Manor Hamilton this time every Thursday, and we go out again on Sundays at 8 pm. My name is Brendan Murray, and we have Michael on sound here. I'll be talking with art historian and curator Catherine Marshall, uh, late of IMA, the Irish Museum for Modern Art, about a really exciting collective that's uh, been in incubation over the last couple of years and that is currently showing uh, at the dock in Carrick and Shannon. But I'm going to, first of all, introduce you to Leslie Ryan. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Brendan. Leslie works with Leitrim Arts Office. And I often think sometimes, Leslie, uh, do people know that Leitrim County Council has an arts office? Because, um, you know, people just engage with art, but they don't realise everything that goes on behind it and why would they? It's not their area of expertise and they don't necessarily need to know. But Leitrim Arts Office has a really extensive programme in terms of supporting artists, supporting the arts in general, supporting ourselves here, uh, say, uh, the Dock in Carrick and Shannon and, and, and other uh, projects and venues around the country of Leitrim. Um, and what do you think the, the, the mission is? And you're there as a project manager in professional development with Leitrim Arts Office. So what is the, what is the thinking behind that, Leslie? Hi, Brendan. Well, I, actually, uh, it's a good point in terms of what does the Leitrim Arts Office kind of look and feel like. I, I guess um, the, the people at Leitrim, they have a full-time arts officer, Philip Delamere, and they have myself... Leslie Ryan, I'm an assistant arts officer, but I do run the professional development program. It's a network called Creative Frame. And, and that would be the professional development of arts practitioners? Correct. Of, of, of any hue or genre? Exactly, yeah. of all different disciplines. Um, we also have another um, assistant arts officer, Mary Blake, who's recently joined us, and her remit is around children and young people. And we also have... Um, Alex Dixon, who works with us on our Creative Ireland, the community engagement pro- pro- program. So they're kind of so our that, three that pillars. So that would be, Alice's p- would be things like uh, Crinion and Oak, which is the annual celebration for young people, uh, yeah. which we do here as well, obviously, in, in Manor Hamilton, yeah. and Culture Night and things like that. Absolutely. And the huge, there's a big open call as well for projects, community projects, connecting communities and artists. Uh, twice during the year as well. So, which, is, which is a great um, way for artists to engage with specific communities around the county. Absolutely. And, and promote creativity amongst the populace w- b- working with an artist, yeah, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. There's been some fantastic projects actually have, have come out as a result of that. But my remit is around uh, working with professional artists in the region and, uh, you know, uh, supporting them in their professional development. And, um, and, and, and specifically, and we'll talk about other stuff that's in train with you at the moment, um, th- this Monday coming, you have an event here in the Glens. That's right. That's right. We're very excited. We're running a, a, a training programme, actually, which is a collaboration between ourselves in Leitrim and uh, Cork City Arts Office. So this is a training programme where 
we're bringing 10 artists from Leitrim and 10 artists from Cork together, and they're going to do a series of masterclasses around uh, working with children and young people. Because obviously there's a big focus in the last number of years on arts engagement with young people. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And like it's one of a a key area for us as well in the arts office, but also uh, with Creative Ireland, working with children and young people, um, it's bringing an awful lot of opportunity for artists in the region. Um, I... uh, you know, both both um, in, out in the community and also um, in kind of formal education, so uh, formal education settings, you know. So sure. we're really, what we're trying to do is we're trying to support our artists to develop their capacity to be able to uh, work in these settings and also to be able to um, benefit from the opportunities that are coming coming through, you know, and to be able to engage with them. And you also have an artist mentorship programme. Yeah, this is one of my favourites in, in the sense it's one that I were, I've been working on for a number of years. And um, I guess uh, apart from the training, we, we run, re- run regular training which um, uh, for, for artists. Um, but uh, the mentoring programme is something that kind of sits apart from it slightly in that uh, we, have, we offer bursaries of €1,000 to artists who would like to be part of a mentoring partnership. And we've had about 16 of these partnerships over the last uh, five years. We've supported them. And you, they're very diverse. And you could, know. You, could you give me an example of a, of a, of a mentoring uh, partnership that, that, that has yeah. occurred in the past? Yeah. Well, actually, um, we've had, you know, people who are looking to progress novels, for example, progress a novel. So it would, might involve working with a, a writing mentor, reading reading and uh uh, manuscripts and being able to get um, advice, you know, uh, yeah. to progress a p- particular piece of work. Um, we had um, last year, for example, there was a visual artist who worked with a mentor who was really, really keen to, um, I suppose, uh, kind of upscale her work. You know, her work was kind of um, starting to engage communities, uh, looking for bigger and some kind of international platforms to show work uh, and um, they were that was a very successful uh, mentoring uh, partnership in the sense that um, they kind of mobilized a lot of different uh, resources and sure. networks that they were that they were both in, in, involved in and um, you know there was kind of just to be able to have that kind of critical eye and relationship as well is, is really very important the mentors can be from anywhere so you can really connect with Anyone, sure, you, sure, yeah, you know, which is very important because nowadays, I think you know? it, 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 collaborating and, and engagement between artists and yeah. is, is very, very important. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. looking at some of the other stuff you have on through Creative Frame through the Leitrim Arts Office. I know the Poetry into Film Bursary Award is open, that closes on Monday Correct. next, the 8th of May. Uh, that's yeah. through Creative Heartlands, which works out of here in the Glens. Yeah. Um, I know you're also looking for people to engage with the new Leitrim County Council Arts Plan, and people yeah. can get details through leitrimcoco.ie. Um, and in terms of uh, further f- fundings, like the Culture Night call-out is out. That's has to be in by uh, yeah. the middle of June. And the Small Sparks... I yeah, mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple actually really to keep to keep an eye out for at the moment, particularly through June and July. Um, the mentoring bursary is 
has the the uh, deadline was extended until the end of May. So that's open for applications right now. Great. Um, so if anybody wants more information on that, they can get in touch with us directly. But the other ones to kind of um, you mentioned Culture Night, but also in June, uh, as you said, we've 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 put the call out. We have the Small Sparks uh, uh, businesses call has gone out, and we're now we'll be shortly looking for proposals from artists to be uh, matched with those companies. Um, in July, we have another very uh, uh, interesting bursary. We um, we have three deadlines actually. July thirtieth. Uh, one is the International Development Award, which is uh, also with regards to your perfect kind of a, a professional development. This this is one that can support you to make connections and to engage with opportunities internationally. You know, so and, and you also have the John McGahan Award, which is part of we, the Iron Mountain Literature Festival. We do indeed the John McGahan Award. That's July thirtieth as well. And there's also a collective bursary on, on, on July 30th. Right. So all of those, the information of all of those are on, on the well, on Leslie, our website. Well, Leslie, thanks for that. You've certainly given us a great uh, overview of what the Leitrim Arts Office is about <laughs> and the very important work that it does in terms of the arts world and supporting the ever-burgeoning and ever-growing community of artists in, 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 in Leitrim County. Many thanks and the best of luck on Monday uh, with oh. your social practice toolkit Workshops for children and youth working with artists. Leslie Ryan, a pleasure. Thanks very much, Brendan. Catherine Marshall is one of Ireland's foremost uh, curators and art historians. Uh, She being a lecturer in art history at Trinity College Dublin and the National College of Art and Design. And indeed, she was a founding head of collections at at IMA, the Irish Museum of Modern Art, and uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Catherine to Arts Northwest. Catherine, uh, before okay. we come to the project you're working on, uh, or this new collective that you have been uh, founded and been a, a, a key member of, Nikolika, um, can I just ask you, in terms of your own position in the arts world, which has been long-standing, and I always say this as someone whose background is in theatre, uh, and theatre probably is one of the most covered art forms if you like in terms of it kind of has the glamour around acting and all of that um, and people going on to work in, in in film and yet it is a minority sport it's reckoned that only about four to five percent people of the, of the populace are regular theatre goers um, and yet the funny thing about it, I always think that interests me about the visual arts is that more people see visual art than they would theatre over a year yet visual art is still seen as you know a very minority sport and somehow uh, not for the for the for the for the regular uh, uh, punter is that a fair assessment do you think or has that changed in your time over the years I think it has changed and happily changed for the better. Yeah. But it still has a long way to go. And I think back to, um, because I'm, you know, no spring chicken, think back to the 1950s, say, when I was a very young child. And local um, communities were really into Wainwright era travelling theatre shows and everything else. Yes. But there was nothing for the visual arts. Yeah. In Ireland, hardly anything just outside of Dublin and very little even in Dublin. And uh, I think it would be fair to say it was seen as, uh, you know, not for the ordinary man, if you like. It was it was, it was a pursuit of, shall we say, the, the higher orders, if that's the right term. 
definitely was because, of course, you know, there's a cost to the visual arts. You know, you have to buy individual objects in order to have a piece where you can collectively go to the theatre or people can buy books very cheaply, for instance. But the visual arts fall into a different category there. So that cuts it off a bit from people straight away. But the other thing is, from the founding of the Irish state in the early 1920s, they shut down whatever education there was um, in visual art in the schools, in primary schools. And why was that, do you think? What was the the thinking behind that? I think it was partly resources. You know, they didn't have a lot of money, but they put whatever effort they had into making sure that people improve their language sure. skills so that the Irish language could... <laughs> they didn't do too good on that either. <laughs> no, afraid yeah. not. No. Yeah. But it wasn't really until the 1970s that they started to teach uh, art appreciation in schools. I think um, appointing arts officers in every county since the 1980s and early 90s and also setting up art centres in every county has been transformative as well and then in your in your own uh, uh, extensive and extended career what would be the highlights for you obviously Emma would be oh Emma was a major highlight I mean it seemed I was teaching history of art in Trinity and then I was actually invited to come and work in Emma as the founding head of collections and I remember thinking um, because I loved my job in Trinity but I thought, this is about making history, not teaching it, you know. Yeah, um, and it was that, the first collection, the first national institution for contemporary art in the country. Catherine, to a matters um, uh, current, um, you are part of a collective called Nicolica, and you ha- you've been doing some work down in, in, in the dock in Carrick and Shannon. Uh, Nicolica obviously comes from the, 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 the Gaelge, uh, which would be kind of uh, witches or... Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah which is great. You're, you're, you're certainly setting your stall out there. Uh, and, and unashamedly saying that you are all of a certain age and proud to be still celebrating your, your artistic um, impulses. Absolutely. And that's it in a nutshell. We decided um, there, there is an issue about visibility for people as they get older. Indeed. And I think women are very conscious of that. Um, and so we sort of looked at each other, a little gang of us, uh, visual artists, and thought, um, we're not going to become invisible and we're not going to hide who we are or what we are and we're going to carry on making artwork together. And so we decided, yeah, um, that somehow if we, we decided first we'd have a, a bit of a, a jaunt off to a residency together just to celebrate somebody's birthday. But then COVID stopped that and instead of going off to Cyprus, which we'd been planning to do, we stayed in Ireland and we started working together, not just as a one-off, but as a, a long-term thing. And we've been learning what it means to be a collective by by actually becoming one ourselves and, and setting out targets for ourselves and projects to do. And we're now nearly three years old and we've had, we're, I think our exhibition in Carrick and Shannon is the fifth exhibition and we've already had work purchased by the Hugh Lane. So we feel as if 
we've got off to a flying start absolutely. Well, the at f- our age. Absolutely. You know? well, the fir- and you're saying that, I mean, you, you state yourselves, you're all over 70. And I love this, the fact that you're already saying what we would do in the long term. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Good on you. And that is inspirational. And of course, art by its nature should be inspirational. And if we talk about, you know, in the initial stages of the foundation of the state that you were saying earlier, we failed to inculcate an artistic um, programme in our in our schools. That has changed, thankfully, um, because it is an essential part of who and what we are. Yes, completely. Um, Which, of course, you would spend your life uh, 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 working in that area in terms of teaching and passing it on. And documenting, which is important. Indeed, um, I think I think writing it up and creating archives of what's been done already are very, very important. But the real emphasis is on what we make now from day to day. You know, it it is the constant rethinking, reimagining the future. Because even though um, we are the age we are, and and the world is an old world now. The things that we deal with have been around for hundreds and thousands of years, but we experience them all afresh in every generation. You Absolutely. Know? And I think also the wisdom of, of you know, people like your good self and your, your cohort. So you have Helen Comerford, who's based in County Kilkenny, uh, who's a painter and educator. You have Rachel Parry, in County Cork, Carol Nelson, who's a jazz composer, musician in County yeah. Carlow. Uh, Terry Rudin, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, is an artist from Switzerland yeah. who's uh, make documentary film and drawing. She's in Tipperary. Patricia Hurl is a painter and performance artist also based in Tipperary. Barbara Freeman works in sculpture, visual arts, digital media, film. She's in Belfast. Gerda Tellur, whose work explores the linear potential and energy of ink, which is fascinating, and your good self. So th- the coming together of that must have been quite um, ener- re-energising for you all as individuals. But also, I suppose, in a collective like that, you really are bringing a wealth of experience. So what, 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 what is it for ye that is driving that? Uh, or uh, uh, have I just covered it there? Well, you've covered a good bit of it. Um I think the energizing is something we we didn't know we didn't expect. We maybe thought there might be a bit of it, but we had no idea that we would come away from our first um meeting together. We went for a residency together to Ballandlen in County Mayo. In Ballycastle, beautiful another beautiful spot and uh, absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, and, and we were lucky. Una is fantastic got, there, yeah. It is amazing. Um we were we formed a bubble in the middle of COVID in 2020. We were very lucky. Ballandlen didn't have many other takers because people couldn't travel from outside of the country. But one of the things that we did was we had these, if you like, curated discussion topics every day after dinner where we talked about things that were really fundamental to us about our own health, our age, ageing now, how we felt about death, how we felt about the loss of dear friends and family and how we managed to cope with things like that. How we, even sexuality, you know, all the changes in uh, our uh, Things that would have been quite a taboo going back, yeah. 
Yeah. It would. And in in a way, it's good that it was still a bit of a taboo because when we started to talk about it, we talked very frankly to each other. And before we knew where we were, we were really, there were no holes barred. We could talk about anything. And I think a lot of the energy that we subsequently experienced came out of suddenly discovering that we were a group who could, who were willing to trust each other and share pretty well everything. And there's no going back from that moment. It's very liberating, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very empowering. Empowering, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So tell us about the exhibition in the dock, please. Okay, the exhibition in the dock, we are absolutely delighted with ourselves, you know, big, because it's always a risk when you bring eight people with eight very different practices together to do one thing. So my job, I'm, I'm the curator of the group, so I try to find topics that act as a kind of umbrella that everybody can shelter under but be, be different but connected. And so in relation to this particular project, um, because, you know, Paula Rico was an older woman painter who died during COVID, died in the, uh, just over a year ago, um, in her 90s, we decided that um, her long career had covered a lot of the issues that, you know, we had all dealt with in our lives as well. And sure. we respected her for the way she dealt with them. Didn't agree with everything she did. Some people didn't even like her style of painting particularly. But the fact was that she had been an absolute pioneer of a certain kind of work and of speaking very forthrightly around certain issues like political repression in in Portugal, where she came from, the power of the Catholic Church, clerical abuse, um, issues to do with women's health and abortion and, um, you know, control of women's sexuality, control of women's lives, and then a whole range of experimental ways of working. So between all of those, you know, we had Patricia Hurl, who was interested in doll making and in painting, and so had Puerto Rico had been. We had other people who were interested in, say, the sexual politics and the control of women. Then we had other people who were interested in um, mythology and fairy tales. And Puerto Rico was a real reteller of myths and fairy tales um, adapted for, you know, the situation she found herself in. So, you know, our little gang took on all of those things and did precisely that, but did it through film, sculpture, painting, installation, digital media, and music. Excellent. So it was a bit of everything. Well, I mean, if art is there to reflect and mirror uh, life, uh, you certainly do that with, with the Nicolica. And uh, uh, the, the best look with it, it opened, opened last weekend, and it runs to July, isn't it? Um, so, uh, uh, in the dock in Carrick and Shannon. Um, and I'll just finish up, Catherine. Thanks for that. You ha- you have a quote there about uh, the uh, uh, the great Gloria Steinem's assertion that 
women may be the one group that grows more radical with age. I think you're proof of that. <laughs> Thank you oh, so much. Lovely, yeah, Catherine Thank Marshall, you. an absolute Thank pleasure and the best much. of luck with Nicolica going forward. We look forward to engaging with you again. So that's at the Thank dock you. running till uh, July, uh, the dock in Carrick and Shannon, Nicolica, a new artist collective of a uh, absolutely extraordinary um, collection of artists come together of all of many disciplines. And before we finish up, I'd like to just have a quick run through what's happening in the area. Here at the Glens, uh, this Saturday night, we have Bruised Orange, a wonderful John Prine tribute band. A limited number of tickets still available. Uh, you'll get us at 071-9855833 or through thetlenscentre.com. You'll be able to book online. Next weekend, then the following weekend, the weekend of the 12th to 13th, the, we have a documentary film weekend run through with, in conjunction with Rabbit's Riot Theatre Company, Trassa Nealon there. Again, you'll get details through deadlandcentre.com. And on the 19th, Friday the 19th, we have uh, quite an unusual event, and it's got promises to be quite spectacular, a historical uh, enactment of uh, four... Events, maybe not exactly uh, as they occurred historically, but interpretations through the writer Joel Smith, which will be taking place at the rear of Golden's Yard where the Winter Wonderland was on last Christmas. Uh, lovely outdoor setting. Uh, so that's uh, on Friday the 19th of May. You might have seen posters around Manor Hamilton with uh, the No Rent campaign starting, which was uh, just a teaser to see what's going on. There'll be different reenactments there. Uh, it starts at 7.30 at W8 and there'll be a brass band will lead us through the town down to Golden's Yard and that's directed by Paddy McAnini and it's part of our Across the Lines International Fund for Ireland project. In the Hawkswell, one of Ireland's current greatest writers, Donor Ryan, from a low and quiet sea, has been adapted for stage by himself and Andrew Flynn of Decadent Theatre Company in Galway and it's playing this Saturday, the 6th of May, tickets through hawkswell.com and their Trad at Lunchtime series continues next Wednesday. And uh, just an interesting one I'd like to bring your attention to in the dock. We were talking earlier there with Catherine Marshall about her uh, exhibition that's going on there with the collective Nicolica. Um The wonderful writer Dermot Bulger has been collaborating with some of Ireland's finest contemporary traditional music musicians uh, and they've uh, looking including musicians that would have been going back there no, no longer with us but their interpretation around a suite of poems by Dermot Bulger uh, which uh, depicts many of these iconic Irish musicians like Seamus Ennis, Marianne Carolyn and Johnny Doherty and it's, so it's a, a they weave a tapestry of music and words uh, looking at a bygone generation of Irish traditional musicians. So that's in the dock on the 12th of May. That's next Friday. Uh, you'll get details there on the dock.ie. And also at the dock, uh, Alice Kinsla and Carmel McMahon as part of Bealtaine 2023, the following day on the 13th, Saturday the 13th, they have a reading from In Ordinary Time, Fragments of a Family History by Carmel McMahon and Milk on Motherhood and Madness by Alice Kinsla. Uh, again, you'll get details through 
thedoc.ie. That's an afternoon um, literary event, lovely time for it. Uh, and you can then go and imbibe in the local wonderful hostelries of Carrick and Shannon. On one other one I'd like to mention here in the Glens is Mojo Mickey Bow, which is on May the 17th, which is the Irish Times Theatre Award winning play, uh, which they actually made a movie out of a few years ago. Fantastic piece of work, uh, well worth catching. That's Mojo Mickey Bow um, from Bruiser Theatre Company, who are a northern uh, theatre company, and they won an Irish Times National Theatre Award last year for their adaptation and interpretation of, of that great piece. That's on May the 17th here. And finally, uh, in the Sculpture Centre, this tomorrow, this coming Friday, uh, James Kelly has a new exhibition opening there. Wemshire, Brendan Murray, Wigate Slon, Mila Buikas, Michael, that's Mark Erwin, Michael and Mark on sound, sound engineering production. Thanks to Pubble, the Arts Council and Leitrim County Council for their continued support. This show will go out again on Sunday at 8pm and is available on all podcast platforms or through Ocean FM. Brigade's long. <laughs>